Hey, it's Aidan here. Just before we get into today's episode, I wanted to let you know about something new. It's called the Magician's Business Group. We've just opened up a Facebook group designed to help you guys as entertainers grow and improve your entertainment business. So if that is you, if you are an entertainer that wants help growing and improving your entertainment business, just head over to thesuccessfulmentalist.com forward slash group and the magic of the internet will take you right there. Or if you're like me, have the Facebook app on your phone, open it up and search for the Magician's Business Group and you'll go straight there. Anyways, back to the episode. Hi, it's Ashley Goodwin and welcome to the Successful Mentalist podcast. That's right, it's the Successful Mentalist podcast here. My name is Ashley Green and as always I'm joined by the wonderful co-host and your lord and saviour, mindset guru that is, none other than Aidan O'Sullivan. Welcome back. Aidan, before you come on, we are joined with a very, very, very special guest, someone which you've been so excited over the past few weeks that we've actually managed to pin them down in everyone's busy diaries and get them here today. It is the incredible Ashley Goodwin. Welcome to the TSM podcast. Hi, thanks for having me. It's great to see you here. It's it's fantastic. Like, can we just start and just... For people who don't know you, Ashley, and I, I'm looking at Aiden. He's got he's got that big old smile on his face. He's like, "Oh my god, I'm so excited now." Who are you? Introduce yourself. What do you do? Who is Ashley Goodwin? Ah, uh, yeah. So I'm a magician based in Manchester in the UK. Um, started about eight years ago with card magic, and yeah, I don't know. I love how you've underplayed us. Aidan, I'm going to pass over to you to actually fill in. So modest. You're too modest. But everyone here, please listen right now because you are going to be in for a treat. Aidan, can you fill in the blanks of what Ashley has not told us? Well, let's let's start by saying that we just we started at Card Magic, and you're consistently fooling everybody all the time with what is perhaps the my personal favorite account on Instagram when it comes down to Card Magic whatsoever. Genuinely fooled every time. If you guys aren't following Ashley right now, shame on you. Uh, go to thesuccessfulmentalist.com forward slash Ashley Goodwin. You'll be able to get the links all in there. But Ashley is uh, genuinely uh, incredible when it comes down to this card magic uh, and, and so much more beyond that. I, I just want to ask a simple, direct question because there's so many different angles that we can talk about today. And, and again, to paint it red, you're a magician and we're, we're branded as the successful mentalist. It's probably a bizarre question. And, and we've had a lot of people asking, like, why why are you here? And, and there's so much to, to unpack. And, and first of all, I just want to jump straight into... To asking the question, how do you practice when it comes down to card magic? What is your sort of practice rituals and routines? Do you have any, more importantly? Um, I mean, it's different now to when I first started. I think now, um, ever since I invested in one of those three-way mirror things, I found that's really helped because you can look at what the spectator's view is from different angles. So then when you're practicing, you know that you're practicing correctly because it's all well and good putting hours and hours and hours and hours of practice in but if you're doing it wrong and your muscles are remembering oh I'm gonna do it like this when I'm performing and then you find out oh the spectator can see what I'm doing from that angle or when I do it like this then you've kind of wasted your time really so I think practicing in any kind of mirror is the way to go 
Well, I, I'm just thinking at this point because this is something that uh, when it when it when I got into magic, I was practicing in front of like mirrors and and stuff, and and for a while I thought that that was like useful, it was handy, and then I just kind of moved away from that in, in favor of well, just performing it in front of live people and hoping for the best there. And <laughs> and again, that's that's always come with its negatives, performing in front of people. Like the first time you ever perform a trick, and again, like Kevin and David, you, you'll probably resonate with this in the live audience. Actually trying a trick for the first time for new people, it's not only perhaps one of the scariest things that you can do, but if you've never performed it for anybody before, they're going to see straight through absolutely everything. And, and, and the fact that we're sticking back with mirrors uh, and using anything that's angle proof, that's particularly useful because I know that for me, I do a lot of billet peaks and a lot of billet work and that stuff. And, and I do sometimes feel ashamed that when my angles are bad, I literally just put the billet under the table, open it and read it and then put the billet back up on top. But actually, if I practiced a good billet peak, maybe things would be slightly different. Well, this actually reminds me of when we were speaking to Andy Frost. Uh, Andrew Frost came on the TSM podcast and he was talking about a similar sort of thing, Ashley. And uh, I feel like this is going to get complicated already. Hi, Ashley. It's Ashley. Ashley, can you ask this? Yeah, sure thing, Ashley. <laughs> but when we had Andrew Frost on the podcast, he was talking about pulling your full focus and being absolutely intent and like specific in that moment and that's kind of what you've described here like taking the extra measures to actually practice i see too many magicians going out now doing material whether it be online in in like the area that can i just say again did to everything i said you're fantastic at or in the real world and they fail to actually do stuff and be aware heck the show i was watching tonight so many flashes in it and it was just like so awkward to actually see I know there's other people out there who think it's worth like filming themselves and I just want to ask because I am purely curious and I know a few others before we get into some other awesome questions I want to ask you. Is there any particular reason why you don't film yourself and like watch it back and prefer to use like a three-way mirror just to settle my own curiosity here? Um, I think the main thing would just be time and um, like setting up the phone to record it and then it fills up space on your phone and you have to go back and delete it when really a mirror does the exact same thing for me um you know that's all your phone is acting as is a mirror for you to watch back so be honest a simple answer but <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a true one it's the honest one guys well if you won't really want to look down to it when it comes down to getting that feedback which is what we're after at the end of the day we're after the feedback before we jump into real feedback and and some of you guys in the audience might know right now but i'm a little bit obsessed with feedback for various reasons uh 2022 book just gonna throw that one out there keep it top secret for now but one of the one of the key ports, parts of feedback when it comes down to something that is so technical is getting that instant feedback from and, and again by doing it yourself rather than having to to pause watch and then repeat by setting up a camera every time so much quicker so much easier and on a psychological level so much more effective just gonna put that one it's a fair point oh, it's a fair point it's a fair point adam but can i just be direct with you ashley like we've spoken briefly about practicing and i know some people right now are going to be listening like oh yeah this is handy that's a really nice tip but i feel like with the question i'm going to ask you you're going to drop a ton of gold on this because you take the time to practice and practice and practice all the moves you do but also from what it looks like you take the time to actually preview all of your content that you post and put out on social media. I know there's a lot of magicians and a lot of entertainers that work very hard on social media. 
whether they're social media magicians or whether they're real world workers. Everyone seems to be putting content out on social media. But I'm going to be honest with you, Ashley, and say half of the content I see from magicians absolutely sucks. I see people and it just doesn't catch it for me. It's not like catchy. It's not interesting. It's boring. I have to wait like two seconds before I actually see something interesting. And we all know that we have like attention spans that only last like bang the click of the fingers. And then there's photos, and then there's pictures of people and magicians, and they suck, and they're boring, and then you've got that creepy old magician with the crotch shot, or you've got the creepy magician with the dirty boxes in the background. I don't know why people do that, but for those people, can you just tell them how they can start to make their content better? Because when I look at your social media content, it looks damn right professional, it looks amazing, and it looks like you actually take the time to care. And like, if I was someone booking... And looking at magicians to book for an event, the first place I go is to social media. And if I'm looking at the magician A, which has got all those dirty undies in the background, got crotch shot magic, I'm probably not going to book them over you because you look way more professional, but it's just the way that you've done your content. So what tips and advice can you share to us to make sure our social media presence and the content that we actually produce actually looks so much better for the people that are going to view it? There's a lot of really important things to think about, but it kind of depends on who you are aiming the content at. So for me, I'm basing it off most of the people who watch mine are magicians. So, um, you know, if you're watching a trailer for a magic effect, uh, just scrolling through them all, the one that's going to catch your eye is the one that gets straight to the point of this is what I'm trying to sell you, not um, someone walking down an alley in slow motion with like moody hair blowing kind of thing. You don't, that's not what you're there to see. You're there to see magic. So, I mean, I have a few filler shots in some of them, but most of the time I just get straight to the point of, this is what this video is about and it'll either grab someone's attention or it won't and the people whose attention that it does grab are the people who are going to like the rest of my content because it's all the same um so that's another thing if I started posting pictures of my food a lot of people wouldn't be interested the people who watch my content are interested in magic and playing cards that kind of thing so it's all kind of linked you've got to make sure that you get straight to the point you keep the content roughly about the same thing know who you're targeting at and just have fun with it go from there yeah oh, there's so much in that that can be pulled apart and, and that in and of itself is literally the ultimate blueprint to just create idea creation when it comes down to social media i think from uh, again going to be completely honest uh, me and ashley um other Ashley, oh, this is so confusing already. Uh, Ash but me Ashley, and Ashley Green, Green. me, me, Ashley me, Green. over here. <laughs> We're not the best on social media because when it comes down to it, it's like we don't have that level of consistency, more importantly. When it comes down to video content, for us as uh, as traditional mentalists, it can be an awful lot harder. Whereas you've got the advantage when it comes down to magic, not saying that that's a, a cop-out or anything, because it really isn't. It's re even harder to do good magic on social media, I, I would argue. But actually there, that consistency in the type of content, that's so, so big. And in fact, from from my world of stuff, I was performing a lot of um, virtual stuff, like um, tricks to the camera for a little while. And then I shifted that into performance photos to start building up some credibility that I actually do perform for real people, not just a, a phone screen. I tried to play with that for a little while and I made a decision. Like I wanted to follow what 
I was interested in and I started posting quotes across my Instagram wall and it was had like this fancy crosshatch design and it looks really quite nice. I'm quite happy with it. But I noticed that literally soon after that, all of my engagement plummeted simply because it was a change in content that the right people or the people watching my content weren't interested in. They weren't interested in any of this stuff. So that's, again, a really important point to actually flag out there. And it's worth saying time and time again, like the consistency over the type of content goes so much further than having the the most amazing content that me and Ashley definitely don't have. So does that mean, Ashley, just to make this crystal clear and just to get your ultimate opinion on it, because I know this is what I'm about to say is kind of the summary for a lot, not everyone, like I'm not saying yours, David, or yours, Kevin, or, or yours, Trevor, or Philip, <laughs> that, are, that are listening and watching live now. I'm not saying this is your Instagram, just to be clear, but it's the summary of what I see. A magician typically has their profile set up as their business magic account and also at the same time it's also their personal one for mates and on their stories it's down the pub with their mates and then it's at a gig with their mates and then it's it's a review and then it's this photo of performing and then it's a photo of like a pack of cards and a coffee and then it might be like a book me for your wedding it's 2021 and then a performance to the camera showing off a flashy trick and then it's like another performance at the wedding just a photo and then another photo of their meal are we saying that that is too inconsistent all over the place and it's going to lead people to not be interested and not understand what you do and then your social media presence is going to drop which ultimately means that if that drops then all of your people that you filtered through from gigs hoping that they'd stay on your social media because they want to book you in the long run they're going to disappear is that what we're kind of saying here i guess in a sense yeah because Again, it comes down to who, what your aim is. If your aim is to build a social media account with a big following, then yes. But if your aim is to just be on social media and say, this is what I do, it doesn't matter as much. Um, but definitely for if you're trying to build a following, then you have to be very consistent with what you're posting to make sure that the right people are going to be interested in what you're doing. This is interesting. I, I want to ask the other question of like, do, I don't know whether you've got any insights on particularly how often people should be posting on, especially like, let's be focusing on Instagram here because that's uh, that's the common theme through through this. But d how often do we do you think we should be posting uh, our, our stuff? Is it is it good enough to post every single day or just once a month? Or um, I think every day, obviously, would be beneficial if you are trying to grow a following, but that's very extreme I think I I mean I try and do it every other week if I can but there's been times where I've posted months like in between each other so it is easier for people who are just trying to perform magic on social media I'm not a full-time magician so it's a lot easier for me to produce content than it would be for someone who is performing for a living because that takes up a lot of time you've got to focus your attention on actually learning things that you're going to perform as opposed to me sitting down with a packet of cards and thinking oh this looks cool like it's completely different so i love that and, and I'm, I'm going to ask the question what is it about social media posting like i'm going to presume but again correct me if not I, i'm presuming you enjoy the whole social media posting the whole sharing content with the magic community um i mean it's it's fun but that's the reason why i do it is because i don't perform very much so that's kind of my way 
of performing. It sounds ridiculous, but because, uh, you know, I have this skill set and I'm not using it for people in person. And I feel like I need to, I don't know, for my own mind, be like, this is how I get it out. And I am trying to make the leap of performing more in person. So I've kind of started to take a step back from social media in that sense. But yeah, it's, it's ultimately just because I love magic. I love doing it. And that's my only way at the moment to get it out there. And I would argue that you've just hit the nail on the head with that answer because I want to unpick that apart. When I see other magicians posting on social media, it's usually because they've got something in mind. I want to keep up my posts. I want to post something because I want a gig. I want people to look at me because I want them to book me. Whether they think it or not, that's what's going on. But if they're not thinking that, it's I want to stay inside people's minds which ultimately that leads to, I want them to book me later on. So either way, it's I want them to book me. But with what you've said here, the way you're posting on social media, you're creating this, like you're viewing this, it's not close up, it's not stage, it's not virtual. It's social media performing, social media showing off, social media sharing. I would argue that's a different type of art. You're treating this as art. And like you've said, sharing your performance, this is your little space. And that's why... Everything you post stands out. It looks better because you've got that additional touch, additional care, and you want to make it as good as possible. It's like when we, me and Aiden, and, and a few others, like I see in the live call, and those people I mentioned with the crotch shots and burger pics on their social media, when they go out into the real world, the magic is amazing because there's that care and focus there. But it's not on the social media when they're posting there. And I would argue that that focus, attention, and wanting to bring art to that platform is what makes you stand out and what makes your content absolutely fan dozy to put a nice word on it. I would say as well, it's different for if there was a working magician posting things on social media, whether it's just, oh, this is what I'm working on at the moment. The target audience is different. So I know that a lot of people who watch my content are magicians. So it's different if you're performing for a magician to if you're performing to a spectator that you just met on the street because the kind of magic that they're going to be interested in might be slightly different so when i'm performing you know whatever i'm doing on social media the aim isn't to fool whoever's watching it's just to it's more of like an appreciation of oh that's like really cool i like that like most of them know what i'm doing half of the time but it's still impressive in the sense that oh, that's, that's took a lot of practice, you know, I can do that myself and I like that mood. Do you know what I mean? It's it's different. I, I think what, you, what we're going through here is like the intent is the most important thing when it comes down to anything. Like people that know me and my background and my work, I'm, I'm a huge fan of, of living intentionally and that's kind of something that's just always running through my head, but scaling that right down here to, to just social media, like doing this, with the right intent the intent here being that you're dabbling into the art and sharing your appreciation and dedication more importantly to the craft in and of itself more so than hey book me because i can do card tricks really well it's like a completely different field and and that and understanding who that your target audience actually is or who the people that are watching your video is that's going to go a long way. And, and, and just to fill in the blanks in case it's not already painfully obvious, how do we find out who is watching our, our content or, or engaging with our stuff? Um, I think you'll gather from the responses that you're getting. If, you know, whoever's commenting what they're saying, um, 
people send you messages of it might be oh you know you're a good magician can I book you or it might be oh I really like that where did you learn that I'd be interested in doing that myself kind of thing it it's just from the interaction that you'll know who that is beautiful and golden at this point we've spoken a lot about social media and I, I just want to say thank you for the tips it's been quite handy for myself but also everything you've shared is directly applicable in business as well I'm sure Aidan will agree from finding your target audience finding the reason why you do it the deeper philosophies behind what you do to keep up that motivation and make sure the content that you put out there is good so we can take all of these advice and apply it to our business and see our business boom as well so what you've done is actually now two birds with, with one stone you've covered half of TSM you've covered the business and the performance in this and maybe a bit of the mindset as well so if you can drop some stuff handy facts about lettuce or kiwis then you've got the four pillars of tsm with the health one as well ashley but i want to ask you something a few times we've got people on the podcast when we've got special guests and we've asked what they don't like about mentalism and by all means please answer this with this question as well on top but I want to ask you directly, and please don't worry about offending anyone here live or anyone watching back um, or listening back, you know, on the podcast, because they're here to genuinely hear. Finding out your own opinions, your own views on what you don't like about magic is so eye-opening. So feel free to dive into whatever you want with this, whatever is going on in your mind, whatever frustrations you have about magic or the way you see people perform it, feel free to vent here because this is the most fascinating part. So Ashley, with that in mind and you nothing held back, you don't need to worry about offending everyone here. We are all friends. Ashley, what don't you like about magic today? The one thing that jumps out at me, it's a hard question to answer because I do love magic. So, you know, trying to pick something that I really don't like is difficult. But one thing that comes to mind is that it's a very, very small amount of people in the community. But there are people who are just at each other constantly. And, you know, someone's only got to bring out a deck of cards that is similar to someone else's and it's like an, a social media war or someone releases a trick and it's similar to someone else's in the past and everyone's at each other's throats and I'm I'm just not about that I think it's quite a shame I, I get it to an extent if someone I'd be annoyed if I brought out an effect and someone else had just copied it after me and brought it out I would be annoyed but I think the way that people deal with it is it could be done differently. It doesn't have to be plastered out for the world to see. You could send them an email or, you know, it's different ways to go about it. And I just think that's a real shame because it's happening more and more with social media being in magic up as it has over the past couple of years. It's kind of given people a platform to do that. Um, but other than that, I can't really say that there's anything about magic that I don't like. That's a solid answer. It's not the one I thought you was going to go for, to be honest, but it's a very valid point. I thought you was going to be like, oh, I hate it when people perform this. But what you've done is you've spoken directly about the community. And I'll be honest, I'll be honest, we, me and Aiden have been saying this from the start. Community is one of the most important things, whether it's kind of, whether you're a full worker, pro, a hobbyist, a semi-professional having that community and that group of friends is also accountability and to have that is what makes you flourish is how me and Ada met is how we founded the successful mentalist we've been friends well 
before this and we was always chatting and and discussing ideas and methods and shows and how to send this email better and how to convert these clients better and that sense of community and all of our friends together was was beautiful but there is that flip side and it is really really a shame to see people at war and then see people who are just kind of like just tossed out and then they feel alone and then they they get out of the hobby because they don't feel like they're welcome and that is such a shame to see so what can we start doing to start being more inclusive to to everyone no matter who they are what they are what they do how good they are how not good they are how rich they are how not rich they are what can we do so that everyone feels more inclusive within our community because it's only a small community (laughs) and everyone knows everyone so how can we make it a better place um, it's, again, it's a tough one because I feel I'm like... I'm out the tough answers today. I never yeah. said this easy. When we booked you, actually, I never said, oh, I'll be walking the tar. So we'll ask you about the double lift and then uh, then we'll ask you uh, what you ate for lunch and then that'll be it. No, no, you'll come in on our podcast, the Successful Mentalist podcast, a podcast which uh, chucks out the hard ones today. So this is what we're here for. This is what we're here for. <laughs> yeah, I think... Um... I mean, I hate to keep jumping back to social media, but that because that's where my magic is. That's kind of a lot of what I know. So when I first started learning magic, I was 18. This was um, eight years ago. But anyway, it's um, the, the magic community online was very, very small. And it's kind of grew and grew and grew. And it's huge now. There's so much. Um, and so to try and stop people going at each other's throats on social media I feel like we're past it but if you wanted to try and minimize it as an individual you could just be more inclusive uh, so like if people message me and I see the message and they're asking for help you know send them in the right direction point them to the right website I think a lot of people would just ignore the message and you know think oh that doesn't matter but I don't know, just being more friendly and the obvious answers really. Just act like a human being, don't be rude and I like I like the fact that it's the common sense answers here. Like yeah. everything it just seems so painfully obvious. Yeah, it's one of those things that just gets so overlooked and, and again it's individual or mass change happens one person at a time. I, I don't need to recount the uh, dozens upon thousands of historic events that have all happened because of one individual's motions one individual's actions take nelson mandela for example like he was the an example of one person who made a change and changed the entire flipping world mate take wait world war ii one guy got killed and then the whole world was at war one person can do a lot of damage so yeah and what i really appreciate is um is it's often the common sense answers which are the most effective at changing going forward. Like a lot of the stuff we teach, Ashley, in our Learn to Thrive course is it's nothing. Well, some of it is groundbreaking. <laughs> but, Quite a lot of it but, is actually pretty good, if I'm honest. But uh, let's but not downplay it. Stuff, yeah, I mean, <laughs> it, well, it's, yeah, to be honest, it's actually bloody good. But a lot of the stuff we teach as well is common sense saying that common sense change that people often overlook and often to make positive change and go forward and to change yourself within and in your business or in your performance or on your social media is taking that step back and actually looking at the foundations and thinking ah these are the basic things i need to change first before learning the extra stuff 
And it's often overlooked. And, and what you've just said here about community is those simple things. You know, be nice. Don't be a dick. Like, it's those simple things, but we overlook it. And, and also getting back and messaging people back and not letting your ego get in the way. When people message me, I don't say to them immediately, Oh, if you want my help, I'm going to charge you two bazillion pounds. It's like, yeah, no worries. Let's hop on a call. Let's chat. <laughs> no, Kevin, who sat in the audience, we've had many of chats online <laughs> just because we're good friends. Like, that is what a good community is, and that's what everything we're striving for here. So thank you for bringing it up as well. I think what's particularly important is that, obviously, we want to make a, a, a change and an impact through everything that we're doing, because uh, I live my life by a Neil Donald Walsh quote, which is words to the effect of, your life is not about you. It's about the lives and the impact that your life has on the other people. It's like, that's badly paraphrased. But, but the point there is, like, Yes, we can have that N equals one, do this thing every single day, but having that deeper reason why, that's going to go much, much further. But we're, we're completely off topic now in terms of talking about big life advice with Ashley, Ashley and Aiden. There you go. That's something completely brand new. But well, there's on, a new podcast. <laughs> got a new show. Easy as that. So let's, let's, let's sort of bring this back in. What is your sort of performance? You, you mentioned you're not a, a perf uh, like a working pro right now. What sort of events do you perform at, at live events and, and things? And how have they been? What, what is that sort of difference between social media performing and live performing? It's very different. And I mean, like going back to what you said before, it's terrifying the first time when it's all well and good sitting there in front of a camera and performing where you get as many takes as you want. But doing it in front of people where if you do it wrong that's it you've got to move on to the next thing it's very scary the first time and even the first couple of times um so I don't I don't work a lot at all I've done a few but like schools a lot uh one wedding just yeah and not enough to reel off the different things that I've done because there just hasn't been that many and I've got a curious question, sorry to just butt in, but I know you say you've not done money, but you've done more than a lot of people listening to this podcast. And for those people who are in the same position as maybe you a few years back, like they're on social media, they're enjoying social media, they're doing their magic there, but they, they want to get out and at least do one performance, Ashley. How did you get to do that how did you go around to doing that and and what was your advice and is there any struggles that you personally face which you feel these people going into that situation might want some advice on yeah i think a lot not everyone but for say 50 percent of people who are getting into magic now because the social media aspect of it has grown so much that's where they're going to start off and they might learn a trick and the first thing that they do is post it for their friends to see or you know things like that whereas in the past people would have had to just go straight out and do it for someone so it was kind of easier to get into doing it for actual people um and the, if I could go back I wish that someone would have told me don't get too comfortable performing just on social media because you do get very comfortable and I mean, I never got into it thinking, oh, one day I'm going to be a magician and that's going to be my job. That was that was never the aim, but I found it a lot. I found it a lot harder to get into performing properly 
because I'm so comfortable on social media and I've got so used to doing that. So I would say, yeah, it's all well and good. But if your aim is to be a magician and to perform, you have to put yourself out there. And even if it's your friends to begin with and then perform, you know, if you go out to a restaurant or a bar or anything, go over to a random table and just ask politely if you can show them something. Um, just push yourself to do it because if you get comfortable, it, it is a lot harder to kind of break away from that. It's so tough, and again, even from uh, even from our experience, when we're we're shifting to a slightly different environment, we're performing in a slightly different setting. Like even that little shift is so bizarre. It it can, it can feel so unnerving, and for people that get comfortable at any stage in their career, is is perhaps one of the most destructive things that we've found. And we work with uh, a lot of other working professionals, and it, even them, they're saying that because they're so comfortable with what they're doing right now, they're stuck in what they're doing they can't grow more get more leads get more gigs etc but at the same time they can't do anything like less they can't change anything because they're just too comfortable uh, and i guess i guess that's the same when it comes down to like regular jobs muggle jobs and things we've all got a, a like a muggle job and then uh, uh, so magic is like a side thing for a while and, and taking that leap is perhaps one of the most scary things and uh, again i just want to bring it to the uh, to the live audience here and just let you guys know that um, if you've got any questions for Ashley uh, we're going to be asking those in just a second so please do drop them actually in the little chat box and we'll be able to feed those straight through uh, again this is something new that we're we're rolling with here at TSM we're bringing you guys the listeners closer to our, our guests to actually join the interview conversation with us so if you've got any questions just throw those in that comments box and for those people who aren't in our community yet and you want to come to more of these live recordings then all you've got to do is head over to thesuccessfulmentalist.com forward slash community that's thesuccessfulmentalist.com forward slash community you'll be able to join the wonderful community of beautiful people from all around the world and take part and actually come to these live podcast recordings like today with kevin and david and trevor and everyone else that's in the zoom call and Herve, I think that's how it's pronounced, but I probably butchered that name. But thank you guys for being here. So if you want to join in for the wonderful conversations and the live Zoom recordings like this, head over to thesuccessfulmentalist.com forward slash community. There you go, Ashley. Nice little plug. I managed to fit that in, which was pretty cool. I'll be honest, that was actually well well done relative to the intros that we've just had. But we have had some questions in. Uh, David Hand has asked a question here, so thank you, David. Uh, but Ashley, do you have a favourite magic book or magic books where you found many workable close-up mentalism effects that you've added to your own repertoire? Favourite magic books? It's a good question. Um, favourite magic books? To be honest, I know it's probably frowned upon, but... A lot of the stuff that I've learned has been from like the downloads, that kind of thing. I have a few magic books, but um, like Bobo's Coin Magic is one of them, but I'm not very good at coin magic. So um, I don't do any mentalism at the moment, so I can't recommend a good mentalism book. Um, yeah, sorry about that. It's all right, because although we're called the successful mentalists, we completely pivoted and went against our name very early on. So we have a lot of magicians and mentalists. To be honest, we should have been called the successful magician. But hey-ho, the name stuck. We went with it and we went, ah, you know, screw it. It's just a name because it's, if anyone's been following uh, Learn to Thrive or other places, it's not a highest leverage task at the moment. So little callback from other places. But beautiful answer, though. Another question we've had in is from the wonderful Kevin Pill, and uh, and he's put in here, 
Let me scroll up to it. Uh, the old chestnut question. Love that. What do you think about magicians exposing secrets on social media? That's another tough one because, you know, when I got into magic, I, I did it by meeting a magician at a magic shop. Uh, he showed me a few tricks and I fell in love with it, went home, grabbed a deck of cards, but because I'd not, I wasn't interested in magic before that, I didn't know where to look. I kind of just got home, got the deck of cards and thought, right, where do I go from here? You know, I had no idea that there was all of these websites and books and things that you could use to learn magic. So my natural instinct was, I'll go to YouTube, you know, see if there's anything on there. And so for me, it would be wrong for me to say, oh, I think it's awful that magicians are out there telling people how it's done because that's ultimately how I started. And if there wasn't those videos, you know, things like double lifts, this is how you do a double lift. This is what you can use it for. I probably wouldn't be doing magic now because I wouldn't, I would have given up. I wouldn't have known where to look. Um, I think it's different when people are exposing more complicated tricks and um, methods, but for the simple things that provide like some kind of foundation for magic, I think is okay. What are your thoughts on that? There's been a, an upsurge. I think it's TikTok that's done this, and I'm blaming TikTok quite heavily here. Uh, but there's like these, the, the, usually two people where one one is performing a trick and then the other one comes along and just ruins the trick. Have you seen those videos? I think I've seen a couple of them. Yeah. Um, and again, if it's if it's one of those tricks where every they're that old, but everyone kind of knows how they're done anyway, or everyone has a rough idea, whether it's magicians or not. I think kind of a laugh but if it is the kind of effects that people would perform at a gig then that is kind of frowned upon rightly so I would say because that's people's work that you're messing with then essentially totally yeah agree. it's the uh, it's the creators as well which generate those which are ultimately losing out of money and it's affecting their jobs which is is a thing we've had um one thing as well um Another one from wow, we've had so many, uh, so many questions, and I love this today, guys. Uh, we've had uh, one from uh, Kevin just again. Uh, do you find the uh, video length constraint on Instagram an issue when producing content? I think it's pretty spot on because when, if you think yourself, when you're scrolling through social media, the ones that you watch all the way through are the shorter ones. So if all of a sudden you were allowed to make a video that was five minutes long, very few people would watch it to the end. So I think. You know a minute around that time is pretty spot on it's enough time to do some cool stuff um they have options like i think if you wanted to post something to a story you can do multiple of them if you wanted to make it longer um so i think yeah i think it's pretty spot on at the minute or if you're waffle like me igtv it's all i can do it's all i can do oh god i can i can talk Till the heavens explode and uh, and i go on for 20 minutes aiden sent me do close up to one person that lasted about two hours it was just one person on the street two hours later <laughs> this <laughs> is a story not for a lie no this is not a story for another time i'm filling ashley in right now what basically what happened is we've been out at a convention the the wonderful minds convention set up by michael murray in newcastle we was on our way back to to the the, the lovely hostel with three beds, a broken shower door, uh, and a bin that Christian Grace may or may not have slept in at one point, um, or nearby, or words to the effect of that. 
uh, we was coming back and, and we had like these food. I think it was kebabs, maybe kebabs. I don't know. Before maybe we knew kebab. about health, guys. Before we knew about health. Be- this is before we started biohacking. Uh, we, we had these uh, this food and we were sat there waiting for it. And Ashley had eaten everything. And we basically sent him in to go and perform and while we finished food. And then we could go. And I kid you not, it got to, to like... 10 minutes and he's still performing which is fine 15 minutes that's fine half an hour okay he's still performing finished food ages ages ago we're still waiting here 45 minutes it's now freezing cold i'm literally in like almost shorts and a t-shirt like just it freezing on the streets of newcastle waiting for him to finish performing and like after an hour i left he didn't come back for another hour performing for the same one or two people ridiculous which is not a pen. funny. All I had was a pen. <laughs> Just carried on, carried on going. But yeah, we, we we need to talk about that another time. <laughs> Thanks for bringing that up, mate. Uh, We've had another another little question in from Abe. Uh, he's asked, "What percentage of your magic do you do on Instagram versus off of Instagram?" So if he was to put a percentage on it, um, if he means performing wise, like how much do I perform on Instagram compared to in person? I would say it's. 90% online compared to doing it in person and again that's something that I'm looking to change now oh, I love that I love that and I tell you what I tell you what we do um, this is a great shout out for absolutely everybody just as another wonderful shameless plug here if you've not already uh, checked out our video training the vision stack it's essentially the five step step by step process to actually building an entertainment career that actually works for you and is much easier than any other approach that's out there that we know of uh, again head over to the successful mentalist.com forward slash vision uh, and you'll be able to get that free training it's really really useful we lectured it at the masters of magic convention and um, it went down an absolute treat there in fact i think there's a few people here that even tuned in to see that which is lovely mm-hmm. a follow-up to that aiden i was teaching uh, some of the bits from the vision stack to the wonderful chris howard anyway 30 minute conversation later he messaged me a few i don't know a week or two afterwards and he was able to double his fee just from some of those basic strategies double his fee from a simple video so go check that out guys 100 percent. where again can they find that aiden if they miss the first plug the successful mentalist.com forward slash vision we're getting good at these random plugs aren't we this is stupid oh, uh, let's it's not do like this we're professionals today actually it's like we're professionals and we're doing it for real um yeah no we are we're absolutely professionals because i'm not going to say anything else because it would damage my amazing ego <laughs> but i do want to say Thank you so much for coming on the Successful Mentalist podcast, Ashley. It absolutely means the world. And some of the tips you've shared, the the deeper philosophies behind them, we, we can take and apply to all aspects of life and business as well. And, and what you've shared about the community is not the way I was expecting the conversation to go, because a lot of our guests keep it about uh, performing and just the art itself. But you've actually given a really honest, deep answer that's, that's very personal and very, very important. So I really appreciate it you sharing something so important like that. But we have an audience currently, Ashley, in 97 countries around the world. We're just about to hit 25,000 download on the Successful Mentalist podcast. We're going to give you unlimited, well, I'm not, I'm not going to say unlimited time because the people listening and live do need to go off and live their lives. And I've got to shoot to the pub afterwards to have a fancy mineral water. I'm in London. I left my girlfriend in the pub so I could record this podcast. I have to go pick her up <laughs> to be here. But actually, I am going to uh, look at That's hilarious. I am going to give you a few moments to say whatever you want to the people around the world, whether you want to plug, whether you want to share some wisdom or, and, but, 
make sure you finish by telling people where, where they can find you on Instagram. But the world is yours. Quite literally, the world is yours. So Ashley, whatever you want to share, advice, thoughts, or like Ogene talking about Cruella, feel free to share. Oh God, I can't believe you've done this to me. <laughs> so like talking to people is one of the things that I'm trying to work on. Like that's why I don't perform as much as I do because I'm very reserved and very shy. So to be like, right. Oh, I've can't. hyped it up too much. I've hyped it. I should have said one country. 97. There we go. There's, there's 97 um, people. No, yeah, I'm... I'm gonna try and step away from social media. Not in. I'm still gonna post things. So if you do want to have a look at what I post, you can find me at Ashley Goodwin underscore spelt L E I G H uh, on Instagram. Um, but yeah, I don't. I don't really have much to say. Thanks for everyone who's tuned in. We've just popped a little link in the people in the chat for the people in the live audience. And again, we've got one final question sneaking in from David Hand here. Do you belong to any magic clubs? There are certainly a few in the Manchester area. Circles are a great platform to meet like-minded people and encourage you to enter competitions and prepare for the real world. Something that I should probably do myself, actually. No, I'm, I'm not actually, but that's it's something that I would be interested in because I recently moved to Manchester um, and all of my magic friends are still in Liverpool. So... I haven't, I mean, you know, COVID, you ha haven't been able to meet up with your friends recently anyway, but I've really missed being able to just go sit with people and jam with a packet of cards and talk about magic because I don't know anyone here who is a magician, that kind of thing. So joining a club or anything like that would be a good idea for me, I think. I'll bring on Blackpool. Bring on Blackpool. Yeah. <laughs> and to round out, I'll encourage all of the Manchester magicians listening now, head over to uh, Instagram, search for Ashley, A-S-H-L-E-I-G-H, Goodwin, G-O-O-D-W-I-N underscore, and uh, let her know if you're a magician in Manchester, and to everyone else in the 97 countries, all of you wonderful people around the world, head over to that Instagram account to see some amazing top-notch magic and social media content and how it should be done properly. Ashley Goodwin, thank you so much for coming on the Successful Mentalist podcast. You've been amazing. Thanks for the knowledge. Hey, it's Aiden here. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, it would really mean the world to us if you just took a moment to leave a rating and a review on your preferred podcast player. That way it just helps us grow the show and get it into the ears of more listeners across the world in a non-creepy way. Also, when you're ready to roll, here are three ways that we can help you right now. Number one is to join our free Facebook group. It's called the Magician's Business Group, and we're creating the most valuable space on the internet for entertainers that are looking to grow and improve their business. We'd love you to join us inside, so to do that, just head over to thesuccessfulmentalist.com forward slash group, and the magic of the internet will take you straight there, or just pull open Facebook and search for the Magician's Business Group. Number two is to take our new quiz. It'll help you find the biggest opportunity in your entertainment business right now. And in just a few quick questions, you'll be presented with a seven minute breakdown of your biggest opportunity and how you can actually go about tackling that to help increase your entertainment business and boost it completely. In order to take the quiz, just head over to thesuccessfulmentalist.com forward slash quiz. That's thesuccessfulmentalist.com forward slash quiz. And we'll be able to get you your results. Number three, momentum. If you'd like to make an extra two grand a month in magic without paying a penny for advertising, we'd love to help you. 
Our latest coaching program, Momentum, is designed to get you booking gigs every single week for at least £500 so that you can be growing your entertainment business without having to worry about websites or business cards or advertising or any of that kind of stuff. To find out more, just head over to thesuccessfulmentalist.com forward slash momentum. That's thesuccessfulmentalist.com forward slash momentum, and we'll send you all of the details.